Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 302 for May 2nd, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. It's episode 302. I'm the other one, Trevor. Uh, the other one, Trevor, that uh, doesn't like me throwing the ends in there. And uh, Kelly and Matthew aren't here today. McFly is out McFlying. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's funny. McFly. Was that always supposed to be part of the McFly joke? You were always making that connection? Or did you mm. just put the emphasis on it now? I just put the emphasis on okay, it Okay, good. Because I would have felt even dumber than... the hell was that? I don't know. Did you hear that? No. Huh, okay. All right, carry on. <coughs> this is a gun show, and uh, we talk about guns and stuff. Uh, sure do. <laughs> and we also have uh, a nice awkward start to it. Uh, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, presenting right now, they have the Calgary Shooting Center Special Projects Shop. I thought we talked about their sp- Special Projects Shop, but maybe they got some other cool stuff. What do they got, Trevor? I don't know. I don't have it open. Click on the link. Oh, they have uh, complete frame texturing from 250, and that's why I am the sponsored shooter from Calgary Shooting Center, and you're not, because I know this stuff. Wait, actually, no. It's the other way around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the guy that's supposed to know about this stuff. That's right. <laughs> uh yeah so they'll do like a cool glock for you and like melt some little like panels in there so it makes it more grippy they actually have one of their um guns um wow things are not working well at all i can't get the show notes open when i click on the little button it it says our products yeah i can't get to the drive everything everything hates me this is all karma for what i did this morning (laughs) yeah that was that was some real evil stuff you did this morning though i was left unsupervised and uh it was a spur of the moment kind of thing so uh, i'm gonna sure have not to let the... our listeners in on it because some of them don't follow us from facebook and that kind of right thing. okay so um while rushing out the door this morning i was putting the carton of eggs back into the refrigerator and there was one egg in the carton and one boiled egg in a bowl at the bottom of the fridge that was going to be the wife's breakfast and it occurred to me that it would be a great idea to swap those two eggs and i did and then ran out of the house <laughs> it's so simple no yeah. forethought put into this. Nope. None. Ex- ex- excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, uh, what she's other, not talking uh, to me. So, oh, well, that's, you know. What's going Every on? other day. Oh, that's what's going on. I put a I put a box of 545 um, ACPM on my keyboard. That's why I think it's <laughs> acting strange. <laughs> uh, just keeps hitting space. The cursor just keeps moving. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> uh yeah so uh what other uh non-egg slash gun related hijinks did you get up to this week um i went to the miramichi last weekend and taught a nroi level one ro course for the sport of ipsic for on behalf of ipsic new brunswick to five or six new candidates um went really well a lot of fun there's one guy in the class who may be watching live right now who's eight D is off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> 
crazy. It was like I was teaching in my classroom. I'm not even kidding. At one time, he got up in the middle of the class and started walking over while I was talking about stage construction to show me a Ben a Ben Stagger video. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, stop. Is this like related to what we're doing? He stops and goes, well, kind of. Anyway, so look at this. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> oh man yeah no it was it was excellent i had to eat some crow this was a this was a a sharp class and they came prepared and they knew their material and um me and another guy were debating the definition of a disappearing target mm-hmm. so any target that is visible before or after it's done moving is not a disappearing target and he was he was talking about one of his props all right. He's got a prop on the range that I had uh, thought was a disappearing target because when it's done moving, you cannot see it. So we'd read the definition again. And the definition starts off with if a part of the A is visible either before or after movement is complete, it will not be deemed a disappearing target. Yes, you agree with that. So here I am trying to explain it to him, but we were both we were both in agreement. But but arguing anyway, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, I thought he didn't grasp the definition of a disappearing target, but it was me who didn't grasp how it applied to his prop. And anyway, Jason and was I, oh, I, I had other Trevor with me and we're driving home and all of a sudden it, it just dawns on me. So I started calling people going, he was right. And, uh, and then the, the ADD guy, we got into um, a conversation about radial terrace. And again, we were both right. So hmm. radial radial tears don't count for score. So you can have an oblong hole on a target and you can have a radial tear that kind of looks like a comet, right? So the bullet goes into a turning target, let's say, and it impacts the C and embeds into the A. It's where it embeds. That's where it's going to score. So even though it hit the C first, it stops in the A, it's an A. If it starts in the A and stops in the C, it's a C. And it kind of looks like a trail of a comet's tail, right? starts to get small and tapers or starts like the bullet hole tapers off but it's actually it starts small and gets big where the bullet ends so that's one way of kind of talking about radial tears but really what he was talking about and he's correct if you think about an old world war ii um corsair airplane with a radial engine well radial engine what do you think of what do you think of a radial engine or what do you picture the the cylinders for the engine radiate radiate around the crank of the engine right radius circle radius radial so radial tears that spread out like little um how would you describe it on a windshield yes and that's kind of what i was thinking yeah the bullet goes through the paper and there are all these tiny little tears that go off that radiate out from the bullet hole in a circle well any one of those tears touches the scoring line doesn't count so um that's really a much better definition of a radial tear than than what i was coming up with but Anyway, again, he was right. I was right, but we weren't agreeing on well, the definition of radius. Yeah, that's yeah, some realtor. that's some that's some lawyering, some range lawyering going <laughs> well, on. Holy welcome, cow! Welcome to Ipsic, <laughs> man. There's a lot As of range. Per rule five point seven point three. You will stop get it. No, two no. minutes to rectify the problem with your pistol. Scoring is in chapter nine, but anyway. Um, I was talking about something else. Oh, right, my bad. Sorry. And then, um, 
black badge courses um people are, are are continuing to register for those and classes are filling up and deadlines are kicking in i'm having to tell people no sorry that class the registration deadline for that class has passed sorry you'll have to find another one etc and then they don't just fill cool. up they don't just like all fill up they don't all just fill up that's true but we also the way we're doing the registration this year is there's a registration cutoff um two weeks before the classroom portion of the black badge course registration mm -hmm. closes and that is to allow time for the instructor to um order the pins have them arrive get the certificates prepared have uh, me uh, send over all the student information registration forms stuff like that yeah you wouldn't want to have like think you're teaching a class of of, uh, of five and then have six buddies all sign up last minute kind of a thing. And all of a sudden now you're in a rush to get all that stuff together, right? Yeah, that would be uh, no bueno for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, um, okay, so I've been shooting in Nova Scotia for uh, a little while now. And um, indoor matches, I shot one with pistol. And then the next two I shot with PCC. And the final match of the season was a level three. So this was, I think, and someone can please correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was the first level three match in Canada to offer PCC as a division. And I won. Yeah. There you go. Um, I didn't, I thought if I had one, it was going to be a lot closer than it was. It was um, just about 4%, but not quite 4%. So second place was 96 point something of me. He was shooting a strong match he had shot a strong match previously and i was so hungover i couldn't see straight so that's why things just didn't didn't go well seems like um, a common theme for your matches shooting not hungover a, not at five o'clock in the afternoon typically by that time i've got it shaken off and mm -hmm. and, and i've composed myself but no is four percent like is that like pretty close is that oh, not very close is that a blowout it was not a blowout no but i mean you know um i've lost a match once by like a half a percent <laughs> that's close right um it's 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 health it's a healthy margin but i mean it's not a blowout it's nowhere near a blowout like um i was 100 percent in pcc and he was 96. how many so, stages did you not take first in um more that's the other way of looking at it right about half mm -hmm. but i won like three or four short ones and I won the 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 most important field course of the match, hmm. and that's what helped me. Yeah, because in some of the other stages, I was down a little bit. Now, um, what killed him was the mics, and he had mics due to a malfunction. He didn't have a red dot turned mm -hmm. on or something like that. So, if he had not have had that little snafu, uh, he probably would have thumped me because he ended up with eight mics and I had five mics. Hmm. So it would have been a lot closer than I don't feel so good about it anymore. Actually. I think about it. Now that I remember he had that little malfunction. <laughs> if not for that malfunction, he would have had you. <laughs> Probably. Damn. Regardless, I won the first level three Doesn't match. Matter. That Doesn't honest. matter. <laughs> Whether you win by an inch or you win by a mile, winning's winning. So can't can't do the what ifs, right? Even no, when you that's win. Right. No yeah. what ifs. Yeah. So um unless Derek Merriweather beats me, then I what if it to death. I mean, jeez, mm. is he watching? No, no. Uh well he'll hear that later and I'll get an angry Facebook message. So that'll be good. <laughs> um I had a malfunction. I need to replace those Korean mags with proper Glock mags. I had a round pop straight up out of the mag, right? Untuned Philips. You don't want him to do that. Uh, it no. 
And so I tapped and I racked and I tapped and I racked and it wasn't, wasn't helping. And so I had to do the roll. What's going on with you? Oh, oh yeah. So, and then the, and then the mag fell out of the gun. Cause again, those Korean mags, one of them is pinned quite tightly. It's like mm-hmm. barely get 10 in. So I did my mag change on a closed bolt and it didn't seat. And, and actually, no, it wasn't a mag change, Israel. It was two stages. We were running hot. And so the arrows commands were, if you were finished, reload for the next stage. Yep. And I put the mag in like a, someone, what did I say last time? Someone's cerebral palsy or something. And uh, anyway, it came like pat, like, like pat on the bottom. There you yeah. Go. That's yeah. good enough, right? Yeah. Like Instead doors. of slapping it like a British nanny slaps a child, I uh, I give it a little light pat on the bum. Yeah. So uh, what else did I do? Back to the notes. Um, yeah. So, okay. So that's all I did. Um, one on level three. Now, for the listeners that are, okay, whatever. I'll just, level three matches are sanctioned by Ipsic World. And they are sanctioned by Ipsic World to ensure that they are Ipsic in its purest form. They have to have the stages approved. Everything has to be done by the book. And the other bonus to a level three is president's medals. You can only get a president's medal at a level three and higher. And I think at a four and five, there may be an even cooler medal that you can get. So um, there's only one. There's a caveat to that. They'll only award a president's medal to a division that has 10 or more. And there were only three of us. Yeah. So there were only three of us in PCC, so I didn't get a president's medal. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the one I feel the worst for was Captain Andy. I wasn't watching Captain Andy. Tim, I hadn't seen Tim Thomas shoot in a while, and he's turning into a machine. And I was watching him just burn it down. He was in a good place mentally, and his attitude was awesome. His stage plans were, were excellent. He corrected one of my stage plans, thank goodness. Um, and he looked like he was on fire. I didn't even look at Captain Andy. I started watching him, and I thought, oh, this is Tim's match. Tim Tim has this thing. He's got it all wrapped up. Never once did I pay any attention. Maybe I didn't RO him, Captain Andy. I don't know, because the way it was is you RO'd first, then you worked. You worked, mm-hmm. then you RO'd. Mm-hmm. It worked really well. Oh, and some guy died. That was a thing. Maybe we'll come back to that. Um, but so Captain Andy didn't pay any attention to how he was shooting, and uh, lo and behold, he took it, and he finished fourth overall out of all the competitors so he shot one of his best matches ever won his first level three and unfortunately there were only eight in his division so he, uh, he yeah he shot a hell of a match one level three no presence medal sucks and then his wife was kind enough to point out kim says uh so andy if muffin and trevor had shot in classic would you have got a presence medal <laughs> Well, yes, yes, I would have. So, of course, I had to speak up and say, assuming you beat us. So, and he's beating me more frequently these days. Not really a fan, but anyway, that's uh, all I did, I think. Cool. Maybe some, whatever. Carry on. Uh, yeah, when you were mentioning someone shooting with their, out their dot, it just reminded me that the last three gun match I was at, someone had the fiber come out of their front sight on their pistol. Uh, the, the, sorry, not the fiber, the whole front sight came off. Oh, I had that. Uh, they shot yes. better. They shot better after that. Oh man! <laughs> At the in the stage, he brought it up. He's like, "Oh man, my front sight's gone," and he started shooting, and it was all better than he'd been shooting the whole day. It must have been like he was concentrating on trying to line up this imaginary where the front sight was, and maybe like that part of his brain that was anticipating the you... shot stopped doing it because he he like ran the rest of the stage fine. <laughs> have you ever heard of target focus instead of front sight focus? Oh, yeah, it seemed to yeah. work for him, yeah. In 2017, at the Ipsic Provincials, my front sight on my Tenfold Limited Custom Extreme 
came off in the middle of a stage. I'm shooting and all of a sudden there's no front sight and I still had an array left, two steel, some paper, ting, ting, pop, 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 pop. I had all my hits. So what are you going to do? You're going to stop? Yeah. Right? Well, it's, so. yeah. Yeah, it, was, it's, it kind of reminded me of, of the red dot off. Sometimes you can do it. Uh, let's see here. Mostly what I did is I, I shot some long range 22. I went out to uh, my parents' farm. I did some 22 shooting at 50, 100, 200, 300. Um, this is the first time I've shot long enough, uh, sorry, long range enough, um, and Adriel. where well, I got a whole bunch of wind. Yeah, Adriel, I'm sorry, I uh-huh. have to interrupt. Is it creepy when listeners text you pictures of your face through their scope? Uh, so he, he's at I, home watching live right now and mm-hmm. using me as dry fire practice, taking pictures of my face and his scope and texting it to me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, sh- you got to dry, got got to get your your reps in. I don't need to be like aimed at <laughs> through his scope, and then he sends it to. I'm taking this as the threat. This is a threat. I feel threatened. Report that to the RCMP. I'm I calling the New Brunswick CFO because he's a New Brunswicker. Mm. It'll Ginger, take a while. They'll have to Ginger, fire up their boat. And drive Ginger may have boat. snapped. <laughs> it's quite possible. Ginger's finally snapped. Anyways, I was shooting some long range 22. And uh, the wind effect on 22 at range is huge. You think? Oh, I never shoot in the wind. I, like it's, it's not that windy in, uh, in Edmonton here. Uh, at Chaz, like we're we're kind of in a valley, so there's usually not that much wind there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but holy, I was shooting at 300. Um, the one day I I, I had like eight to ten, eight to ten MOA holdover from from wind. <laughs> Seems appropriate. There's a ton of like anyway. So um, yeah, I was shooting shooting uh, long range. The the 300 was actually like I had a a pretty big plate out out at 20 uh, 300 like 200 uh, 20 inches or something. At 200, we were shooting these little uh, spinner paddles that are about uh, four or five inches, and we we're hitting those things. Like once you're dialed in, you can hit those things over and over and over again, even into the wind with a four MOA uh, wind hold. Um, yeah, so lots of fun uh shooting long range a little bit frustrating in the wind and and like wind changes and that kind of thing uh i got some footage with uh uh with my camcorder i brought my action cam out there i got some footage with that um uh, i got uh, enough with my camcorder where the battery died so then uh at the 300 um i wanted to get like have you ever seen footage of of uh target footage where the, the shooter is really far away and it takes a lot, it takes a while. Like you hear the snap and the, and the hit of the steel. And then yep. you hear the shot afterwards. It's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I put my phone out there to catch some footage of that happening at the steel target. And the wind shifted and I, I put a bullet in my phone. <gasps> <laughs> did the phone survive? Um, no. <laughs> did. Gallon shot his phone with a nine mil and it, it's still going. It's one of those really beefy phones with the like nubby little antenna on there. It's black and yellow. I'm surprised about that. Squire's uh, got one too. But a, no, a, a 22 LR will, uh, will mess up damage to, to a phone at, uh, at 300. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It's it, it, a phone's like two years, not old enough to retire in this way, but right. uh, um, I smoked it. Yeah. I smoked it good. <laughs> i knew it as soon as i saw it too i was I, my, I was watching through my scope i pull the trigger and i saw it fall over and i heard the instead of the the nice little uh ding, ding. Of, of metal yeah i heard a thwack <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
that's but, hilarious, dude. But I got a Samsung S10, and these things will do just short of a thousand frames a second at 720p. So I'm gonna get some really sweet uh, gun cycling footage using this guy. Oh, cool! But it was actually one of the things I, I was looking at was uh, was getting one of these just for that camera and just for that ability to uh, to get that slow motion because uh, uh, it's really cool for uh, diagnosing cycling issues with semi-autos. It's really cool for it, uh, you want to convince someone that they're that they're anticipating a shot with a pistol. You need really fast camera this will do it i'll be able to show someone dipping as they as they pull the trigger right hey at this year's for latchy class can we use that oh oh wait that's right oh wait we're not doing a for latchy class thank you matthew <sighs> thank you thank you to the latchy part the latchy gonna go flying instead <laughs> oh that reminds me the soaring above the clouds what kind of fun is that would you rather be like <laughs> melting in alberta underneath the sun come on and, and and making the next generation of shooters more gooder mm -hmm. yeah we had to cancel uh our class this weekend too oh not enough shooters no only three people signed up mm. you got to do those out Sucks. where there's like more people with more money like alberta <laughs> yep. yeah because you'd, you'd be able to fill classes here next year Next year, we, we were going to be at the Calgary Shooting Center for crying out loud. Mm. Like it would have filled up in an hour. Yep. Yeah. Lots of people in Calgary. <laughs> lots of um, lots of people like we've been mentioning before as well as, as there's, there's more uh, restricted shooters now. And uh, they all need training because shooting a pistol is hard. It's not mm -hmm. like a it's not like a rifle where you can go put it on bags and, and you know, be making hits at 500 uh, after a little bit of calculation. You can't you can't make hits at 50 with a pistol. If you're brand new, it's hard, and uh, the repeatability is there. And when you try pulling the trigger really fast, none of your shots go where you want them to go. Anyways, I'll stop ranting and raving here for a second. Uh, this weekend, Dude, uh, I'm getting I'm getting pictures as we speak from my range and all the damage from the snow this year. It's not good. What do you mean damage from the snow? Um, roofs collapsed on storage buildings. Oh, props. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking about training uh, the next generation of shooters, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be doing the uh, Maple Seed with Rick uh, at Chaz. And then Saturday, we're going to shoot a CRPS match, um, which I'm kind of ready for, but kind of not ready for. I'm, like my, I don't have my drops like perfect for all the different ranges we're going to be shooting. So uh, hopefully I can spot my hits or misses and uh, adjust accordingly. Uh, on to upcoming events. Uh, charity Shoot. Well, there's going to be the Podcasters Charity Shoot July 6th, 2019, put on by the CCFR Radio. Uh, the name charity is Big Country Anti-Violence Association. There's a goal of $10,000 to be used towards the emergency shelter for people fleeing abusive homes. Uh, there's going to be flapjack targets for rifle shooters at 25, 50, 100 to be shot standing, prone, or benched. There's going to be a Know Your Limits drill on handguns, a two-table start pistol courses, uh, center fire or rim fire, uh, $45 for uh, for entry, registration at 9, safety brief at 9.30. There's going to be a link to uh, Eventbrite. I'll throw in the show notes as well, as well where what you can register. What about walk-ons? Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be walk-ons or not. There may be enough interest to where we have to do pre-registration and pre-payment, and that's it. I'm not sure. Um, I saw you ask that question, and I don't know the answer. Uh, let's see here. Shooting's going to start at 10. Lunch is going to be available at the range, hosted by the charity. 
Uh, and there's going to be a dinner as well afterwards. So come on up to that. I'll again I'll, I'll post the link to that in and this the is show this is um this is a semi formal dinner, right? Uh, I'm not wearing anything nice to this. Are we semi- gonna take the Slamfire limo? To to I think it's gonna be no no, it's gonna be baller. We have to uh, show up. I mean, if the if the helicopter's in the shop, we'll take the limo. Well, that's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and depending on where it is, the helicopter's not always practical, and it's quite noisy and windy and stuff. Your tails but, on on your tux, the tails on the back always flap. No, I'm not doing I'm helicopter. not doing tux, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear something Armani for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway. hopefully they've got some presses out there so you can get it nice and crisp just before you show up. I got a guy for that. Come on. He's that's his problem, not yours. Yeah, right. that's the helps problem. That's the help. <laughs> uh, yes. Here I am loading my own mags like a hobo. Come on. Yeah. Uh, sure there's also going... this weekend. Look at these things. Yeah. 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 Um the Woodstock match, first first match of the year last year. I did it too. Uh I don't why? think I... just why not? Major? Are you shooting yeah, major I got a it? I got a classic mm-hmm. major gun and uh yeah. So and I'm calling I love reloading 45. Reloading 45 is so best. good. It's yeah. the best. It's just an amazing little cartridge. I called it little. <laughs> yeah. No, reloading 45 is awesome. Shooting 45 is awesome. What's not awesome is eight round capacity in the max. And picking up brass off the ground or buying it is so to. expensive. Yeah. 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 Whereas nine mil is like <laughs> people practically give it away. That's right. I don't bend over for nine mil. I don't even bend over for 40 anymore. Nope. Someone else can do that and clean it and put it in yeah. a kitty litter box and ship it to me. Yeah. It's called buy your brass from black sheep brass. Look them, check them out on Instagram. I started reloading with their stuff. So it arrives cleaned and roll sized. There's no issues. There's no messing around. What do you mean roll sized? What's, what's roll sized? Oh, what's roll sized. Instead of putting it through a die, it's actually resized using these plates that roll it. Yeah. Roll sizer. Google it, Susan. Huh. And this is better. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very I find this very interesting. How's their pricing on 223 brass? Um, it's, I mean, it's as good as anybody else's. Maybe better. I don't remember off the top of my head, which is really messing up my plug. Why do you got to make me look like a fool in front of all the fans? Just, I'm looking like at the, the numbers like, right now. Oh, they got 308 processed brass. Let's yeah. see. What's that go for? Show me some prices. A thousand for two hundred and sixty bucks. I have no idea what this should cost. Two fifty for ninety bucks. This seems good. Yep. I feel like a hundred brass. No, they two they usually sell three oh eight in bags of fifty, don't they? A bag of fifty will be like what, forty five bucks? Isn't it like close to a buck a, a buck a uh a brass for that stuff? New? For which which caliber? Three oh eight. Um, maybe like if you're talking when you start getting over a buck a piece after tax and shipping, you're in Lapua, yeah, Norma territory. That stuff's fancy though. Yeah, that drilled pilot hole instead of uh, uh, the punched one Punch. or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I am. I kind of want to like live look up Hornady rifle. Yeah, Hornady cartridge cases are fifty bucks for fifty. They're a buck each. So for these guys to be selling this process stuff, yeah, it's once fired, but who cares? Uh, Two hundred and fifty pieces for ninety bucks—that's decent. Mm-hmm. And it's, decent. I, uh, I forget what the trim length is. It's trimmed a little shorter than max, um, so you get a couple of firings out of it before you have to knock it back. Uh, and it's consistently trimmed. Mm-hmm. So it's important if you're crimping. Mm-hmm. 
you're crimping and it's not consistent, you always get you get those mushroom ends there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where the I've, shoulder's blown out and it looks it's like looks like a gas seal on it. Been that guy. Been that guy. Everyone's been that guy. Everyone's done that. And that's anywho, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, brass, check them out. Yeah, yeah. I might do that follow, no, after you. While you're following me on Instagram, go over and follow them on Instagram. Tell them Slamfire sent you. Sweet. Uh oh, geez, I gotta really, I gotta review three gun matches today. It's May the second, isn't it? Uh, we've got the Medicine Hat three gun on May fourth. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, that's at the Medicine Hat Rifle and Revolver Club. Northwest three gun has a match at Morris Mountain, same day. Lakeland three gun has a match, also same day. BTSA multi gun has their match on the fifth. Chaz three gun will be on the eleventh. Uh, Northwest is doing one at the Terrace Rod and Gun Club on the nineteenth. BTSA on the nineteenth. Uh, Peace River on the 25th. Fort St. John. Hey, look at that. Uh, they've got a match on June 1st. And then Lakeland 3-Gun has one June 1st as well. Next up is the news. Oh, sorry. Uh, I almost forgot here. Uh, the charity shoot. There's going to be a maple seed along with that. And there's also going to be a Stop the Bleed course as well. Did you hear about oh, that? Gavin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Gavin thought that- from over at the Canadian Patriot Podcast. He's teaching a... Uh- yeah, it's called Stop the Bleed. It's like uh, it's a form of first aid. It's keep the red stuff inside so you stay alive. We should see if we can attend that. I wouldn't yeah. mind learning how to stop people from bleeding. Yeah. Seems like a, a relevant skill to have when you're at shooting ranges often and that kind of thing. Yeah. And well, well come on, we're, we'll probably have to do a topic one of these days on emergency action plans for ranges. Um there was somebody who died. I wasn't kidding. There was somebody who died at the match on uh, Saturday. Um, and it's really frustrating because we could not have done anything better. Everybody who had any skill sets sprung into action and everything was done as quickly as it could have been done to get him emergical or emergency medical services. And um, it turned out that it was um, a kind of a, a really rare kind of heart attack. And so he didn't have the typical heart attack symptoms. He didn't, he never talked about chest pain the, for the pressure where it feels like someone's sitting on their chest or nothing radiating to the jaw, or to the arm. He never lost consciousness. He did start to actually show symptoms of low blood sugar. where you're starting to get a little aggressive, starting to get like confused, but that was a symptom of the heart attack. But because it was a, a, a rare kind of heart attack, we didn't recognize it for that. But it was his brain was kind of losing blood because the blood was pooling towards his heart. Um, but the guys, I mean, the, the guys at AMA, they've got an AED on site, first aid on site. There was a paramedic on site. There were first responders on site. Um, me and the guy put him in a chair. And the second, like, he couldn't stand on his own and could get, and we had to lower him to a chair. Another dude was calling 911, like, boom, done. Just, and they got there right away. It was just so, um, stop the bleed is one thing, but you got to be aware of other things that could happen at your range. They had yeah. another guy shooting an outdoor match, and all of a sudden his pacemaker started going off. If you've never seen a pacemaker go off, it's pretty frightening because the guy is just like mm-hmm. getting shocked, right? And his limbs are flailing a little bit, and it's a little scary mm-hmm. if you don't know what's happening. So, yeah, we'll anyway. have to, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's a future show. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good one. Uh, news. Uh, there is a recall on WK-180C bolt carriers. <sighs> What's the problem? What are they doing? 
I actually have seen a whole bunch of these. Um, the back of the bolt carrier, where it's kind of thin, where the guide rods go through, mm-hmm. that part is brittle and cracking, hmm. and cracking what, off little chunks. What's the serial number range? The serial number range. This is for anything produced from December 21st through April 30th. Serial number 949-18. Uh, I got a dash 18. You got a dash 18? Okay, is it after 949? No. Well, then you're fine. Oh. So it's it's 949-18 to 19CA 2246, which I guess is produced 2019, right? So um, if, it, if it's uh, after 949 in 18 or before 2246 in 19, it is affected. Sweet. Um, send your bolt carrier in and they'll fix it and say, or get you a new one and, and send it back or whatever. Uh, this is Kodiak Defense and Wolverine Supplies. I think you ship them into Kodiak Defense, though. I have they changed. They, they did like knit riding instead of a heat treat on the bolt carrier or something like that. And that just didn't work that great. So I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. If it was me, I wouldn't want to mail nothing. Here's my here's a picture of my serial number. Send me a bolt, please. Oh, yeah. They might even do that. Um, why do, why do I got to mail you anything back? The gun needs. Say... Wait, wait. Do you have to? Yeah, they want you to mail them in. Hmm. Maybe they got to fit something. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. You know what? If it's the carrier, they're stripping out stuff and putting stuff in. and Probably want to make sure it's working all right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, if you got one of those, talk to those guys. Uh, and the other one, uh, the other piece of news that we had, this one just came through today, uh, just like an hour ago or so. Uh, Dennis R. Young uh, put in an A-tip access uh, tr- tried to get some information from the rcmp on how many times they've done an atc for protection of life so an atc allows you to uh, carry, concealed yeah. carry a handgun mm-hmm. and uh they have yep done them and, and ironically most of them are, are in on terrible uh, no uh, there's only they've only actually done one for protection of life one one they're and they're like they're trying to stop it saying like oh we can't do this because it's going to endanger the individuals who have this atc it's like i would give them one it's like dude that could be (laughs) that could be anyone (laughs) you know unless it's like the prime does a prime minister have an atc (laughs) is he he packing i doubt it he's got like people all around him right so that's so interesting because i heard for years that there were a fair number of them out there there for atcs there um maybe there used to be uh, this is they they advise that there is one ATC issued for the protection of life in Canada. So maybe there was more in the past. Okay, well hold on. Let's mm-hmm. stop calling it for protection of life. There's ATC one, two, and three. Which one is the? There's um, the open carry for armored guards and guards. There's the open carry for wilderness. So there's ATC one, two, and three. Which number is the personal protection one? Uh, I'm looking through the letter response and I don't see no. So like the, the, the way that the RCMP are delivering this is per, protection of life, employment, wilderness pr- protection, and then revoked since 2006. And the part they had blanked out was protection of life. So they sent that redacted. Um, and then we finally found out there's one protection of life for all of Canada. So that's, yeah, they don't they don't have a number associated with that, uh, at least in this response. Anyways, yeah, so you you need a a, a pretty good excuse. You can, this, this seems like it would be hard to trump this up and, and get an ATC for 
Now here, there's a website that says only two protection of life ATCs active Canada wide. How old? This This is is as of May 2nd. This is as of like today. This is on a website called Regina Gun Safety and Licensing, and it's dated November 8th, 2018. Hmm. Uh, Okay, well, I mean, Dennis got this. There's uh, February, uh, November 18th, 2018 is when he filed his ATIP. Yeah, it talks about the ATIP. Months ago, a friend of mine had submitted an access to information request seeking the number of active permits to carry for protection of life. Hmm. February, they couldn't get it. Because they and were... it's dated October twenty second, twenty eighteen. The RCMP uh, letter. Hmm. I bet you there's there is there a number for a tip? Uh, uh, sorry, not a tip. Uh, for protection of life in there. Uh, in the RCMP letter. Yeah, which it, it would says... seem odd because this this is just from today. Um, where the the number of ATCs is actually given. I mean, it's a it's a curiosity. I don't like it's not really actionable. There's not really anything for our listeners or, or us to do about this. And. Nope. Uh, so, um, you know, requ- so from the time of the re- of the request to the time it was issued, perhaps they dropped one off. Maybe they canceled one. I mean, uh, you would think that they would have known about the number before and not reported on it since. But whatever. Mm. Yeah, there's very few ATCs out there. This is like Canada is basically the U.S. equivalent of May issue. But May issue is like, <laughs> no, <laughs> basically, no, <laughs> you got to have some. uh uh, probably you have to have a, a really good excuse and some friends in high places to to qualify for something like this. Wow, listen to this. This is on the CBC. Who may carry a handgun? Who may carry handguns in Canada? Under the criminal code, handguns require an authorization to carry. The number of authorizations to carry issued averages, averages, they don't even have the actual number, 8,169 per year. Most authorizations go to armed guards and people working in remote wilderness areas. What about yeah. private security staff? Mm, yeah, those too. Like, if like, does Justin Bieber's bodyguards in Canada get to carry guns? That would oh, be protection of life. I don't know because they're concealed. Well, they're, it's their work, though. That's not protection of life. That's their work. That's their job. Their job is carrying guns and protecting, protecting someone else, not yourself. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this shows February twentieth, twenty nineteen. Work need. 6,688 animal threat, i.e. ATC, 224, uh, revoked 2006 to now, 10,618. So um, it looks closer to 7,000 ATCs and most of them for work. And most of them in like Ontario's got about 2,500, Quebec's got 1,200 or so, Alberta's got 1,000, BC's got 700, Saskatchewan 300, that kind of thing. Mm. PEI, 48. There are 48 ATCs in PI. Mm-hmm. How many in New Brunswick? Uh, 229. No animal threat. There's no animals threatening enough in, in, in New Brunswick to, to carry for ATC. So all the ones in New Brunswick are armored guards? Yes. Okay. Because yes. I know one outfitter tried hard to get um, wilderness carry and all that. No dice. They, no dice. No dice. No. No. All, the, all the wilderness ones are in BC, Alberta, Ontario a lot, but I guess there's northern Ontario, right? A few in Saskatchewan and just like a couple in uh, Manitoba. None of it. Yeah. Anywho, interesting stuff. Uh, let's get on to some new gun stuff. Uh, True North Arms got in all the Larmags, all the different kind of Larmags. They've got 1030s, which are the 10 rounders that are, have a long body on them. So if you want to use them for a competition and yank them out of a pouch or something like that, those are sweet. They've got the 1010s. They've got 
Larmags for 760 by 39 and they got them for a 308, which a few months ago were kind of hard to find, but it looks like we got all of uh, all the retailers up and going with those as well. Uh, Bullseye Sports. I think this is new to Canada because I haven't really seen these before. I, I, they aren't a shotgun for me to even look at, but they got in the Commando P4. This is it looks like a Benelli M4 knockoff, like a Turkish Benelli M4. Uh, they're eight hundred and fifty bucks, and they look for the for the viewers on our uh, YouTube live thing. I'm a bobber. They look like that. They look like a Benelli. M4. Oh yeah, they're they're when I said a Benelli M4 knockoff, I'm not I'm not being taken that lightly. This is a Benelli M4 knockoff, hundred percent, right up, yeah. <laughs> uh, but instead of being like, what's the M4? Thousand, uh, two thousand bucks somewhere around there. This is eight hundred and fifty, quite a bit cheaper. Uh, I run guns has some fun lures. I don't know. If, did, did you take a look at uh, at the ones that they had? Uh, they got what now? <clears throat> they have some fun uh, engraved lowers here. Let me uh, let me share that one out, please. Uh, oh man, what did I? Oh, click? that's funny. Wait, wait, they got the ATF on one side. They've got the RCMP on the other. Uh, they're not a. They're they're not AR-15s. They're approval 15s. Uh, they have multi forms. Uh, they've got some engraving on the uh, safety that goes from no and no to maybe but no, and then yes but really no. <laughs> No, no, maybe, but that's funny. Yeah, and they're going to have the RCMP guy on the other side. So kind of neat, and they're 60 US, so, you know, they're uh, fairly reasonably priced as well. Poking the bear. (laughs) I love it, yeah. Uh, Listener feedback. We'll get to the YouTube version later. Uh, Listener feedback for uh, regular listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing, he offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Follow him on, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, this one from Kelly. I might have to wait until Rick is on to actually uh, do right. that one, because it's a question for him as well. Uh, the next one here is from Anton. Hi, guys. Uh, recent listener have attempted to conduct a search on your site to determine if you've ever reviewed the Beretta CX-4 PCC. Can you advise if you have and if possible where I might find it? Thanks. Oh, Tony. Tony. Um, I've shot these before. I had one of these. You've seen them, right? They're the Beretta space gun. that. Shoots. Oh, yeah. They were on Battlestar Galactica. I've mm-hmm. never owned one. I may have shot one. I didn't hate it. They're neat. They're, yep. they're, they're a real neat PCC. They're like the they've got the spacey ergonomics on them and the spacey plastics and that kind of thing. So they they look really cool. They are they feel really cool to shoot. Uh, triggers how, heavy. How is the manual of arms? Is it intuitive? Is it odd? Mm, you know, this is so long ago that uh, my opinion would be invalid on that because it's just long enough ago where I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't well, have had the training. An AR. No, no, it's not an AR. Um, I mean, if you want an AR PCC, you get an FX nine. And uh, and, or, and you're off to the races. Yeah, and they'd be about the same price as an FX9, aren't they? They're not ridiculous, are they? No, but it's a Beretta. Mm-hmm. It's a fancy Italian thing, and the aesthetics of it. Damn aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, it's very swoopy and cool. Um, where you might find them is that they're they may not be selling as well because of all the other AR-ish uh, PCCs that we have in country now uh, and cheaper PCCs. 
Uh, I know that they had to throw a longer barrel on them because the factory one was too short to be non-restricted here in Canada. Yep. Uh, so that might have impacted the cost. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure where you might find them. Uh, check out uh, CGN, though, um, Tony, just because uh, like the CGN equipment exchange is kind of the place to find these kind of things, right? And although, Tony, we've never personally reviewed it, um, some of them may be p- painful to listen to, but if you go to YouTube, you will find reviews of this gun on YouTube. <laughs> this is this is one thing that YouTube does, is that they've got some gun reviews on there. They do. It's too bad there is not a decent other video platform out there for this kind of thing, though, because uh, uh, I've been following Tao Flatermouse has been having a... a super pain painful time trying to get his videos monetized this is his job his job is video and youtube that's it i do it for fun and because like they're, they're some of the reviews i see um are don't have an, they're awful they don't have enough information or like like some of the ones that i've seen have been really bad uh, just get to the review man or if you want to show me how to fix something on a gun or change something can we get to it like right away i don't want to hear about yeah. your life i'm sorry yeah. Yeah, like personally, the, the kind of review I want to see is the kind of review I produce. I yeah. shoot for like five seconds at the start and then that's it. It's like you've seen people shoot guns before. Now what's interesting about it? And that's that's typically what I'll do is the insides of it, the gory details. Um, but some people don't like that. Some people you want to watch a shooting video. There's some of those as well. Anyways, it's, it's amazing when people review a gun they've never shot and they call it a review. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They the, When they do that or they... Um, clearly don't know what they're talking about and they're talking about stuff they've this is the only hunting rifle they've ever reviewed yeah and now they're reviewing it as if they know stuff about it oh this thing can shoot you know one moa so therefore it's a great rifle it's like dude they all do now <laughs> yeah you gotta start... no longer the differentiator <laughs> yeah that's right you you gotta start somewhere i get yeah. it yeah. but you know if if it's um if you haven't fired it yet full disclosure don't call it a review. Haven't fired it. Initial impressions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to hear a lot of feels good in the hand, which makes me want to hang myself. Well, or, you know, people compare a pistol against a Glock, but then they don't really shoot Glocks. So they just say like, well, this feels better in the hand. It's like, yeah, it does. But does it make a difference? Yeah. Well, for some people it would, but yeah. Like that's Matthew, right? He is a Glock shooter, has been a Glock shooter since day one. It's the only pistol he's shot primarily, you know, in his training classes, in competition. So he gets his hands on the other polymer striker guns. He compares them to the Glock because it's the benchmark and he has so much experience with the Glock. So mm-hmm. makes sense for him to do it because he's got the Glock in his hand while he's doing it. Yeah. Well, and I think comparing to a Glock makes sense because if you know what a Glock is like to shoot, uh, makes a lot of sense because it is like one of those standards out there. I have to... Um... I have to get my CZ in his hands and I will this weekend, but I won't be able to leave it with him, unfortunately, but I would love to see him do one of those reviews that he does of the Glock versus the CZ um, P10F. Oh yeah. Cause that P10F is actually like the price is super competitive here in Canada. Oh yeah. Super competitive. Like it, Glock, it take- Glock makes money here in Canada by pricing their stuff way more expensive than all the other ones it's got like other than h and hk is there is there a more a more expensive polymer striker fired pistol that's got uh less like more features or, or even less the, features yeah the walther q5 match okay but that's that that yeah so like the the ppq and the sfp9 
the HK, when they hit the scene, Glock jacked their price up to match what those two guns were selling for. And I think they did it because they wanted to, they didn't want people to think that because it was less expensive, it was a lesser product. But it is a lesser product. Uh, for sure, right? But like you go to the gun store. Of yeah. all the stuff in there. You look at like the uh, the slide lock on it. And it's like, <clears throat> man, this is a, this is a <clears throat> crappy little stamped piece of steel. It's fine. It, it does <clears throat> exactly what you want it to. But it's not <clears throat> like a, a ton of quality put into the parts. Nope. Anyways, um, I forgot. Uh, yeah, Anton, uh, you check out <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I think that's what we're talking about there. Uh, if you want to, if you want us to start talking about stuff entirely different than your email, send your email into slamfireradio at gmail.com. All right, for our main topic, welcome to the show, Rick. Rick's actually one floor down at my place on a different <laughs> computer, and uh, Rick is with Maple Seed and with CRPS, the uh, Canadian Rimfire Precision Rifle Series. 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 Yeah, Series. There we go. There's so Which many of them out there shooting 22s really far that's the yeah. idea yeah yeah it's about so, as far as you can practically go we i think we've pushed pushed the envelope now i was shooting uh, uh 300 yards yeah. uh this weekend and i can tell you i can hit a, a four inch by two inch target nice look at mm-hmm. you yeah once uh and that was my cell phone but uh <laughs> <laughs> it always is it always is <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, one, one of the interesting things, um, and I, I've been just, uh, I haven't really been paying a lot of attention, but it's been, re- I've been realizing it as, uh, as you're coming out here, you are doing a remote maple seed. Usually you guys drive across the country with a uh, kit in a trailer, like, and, yeah. and it, it's, the trailer is packed to the it gills is, with yeah. all this stuff. Um, and there's a match that you were doing on Saturday as well. So you are doing both of these, um, and you, you're, you're flying in. So this is, Correct. um blowing my mind trying it's, trying to do this kind of stuff it was pretty stressful the last couple of weeks have been pretty stressful but i think i think we're getting the hang of it so we pioneered the um the, the remote maple seeds last year when uh when i went out to bc and did uh a few i think seven events uh just driving from from vancouver island all the way into uh, i think i ended up at edson was my last one Mm-hmm. So we did that, and we were just dropping stuff along the way and, and picking up stuff. So I think we got that. So we got these these shoot boxes that are being mailed out now. I think you are the recipient of the first shoot box. Mm-hmm. So that's basically a maple seed in a box for uh, for a shoot boss to everything they need to, to to run a maple seed. So that's that's pretty good. I think without the internet, we wouldn't be able to do all of the stuff that we're doing. It's just it's our organization. It's our our rallying point and. And a good way to keep all of our information synchronized across everybody's brands too. So yeah, yeah, that's um, one interesting thing that I've seen with uh, with matches and match communication is uh, lots of use of Facebook, lots of use of uh, email as well. Yeah, um, uh, that's been you know helping prep people and, and set the expectation on what's going to happen and that kind of thing. Correct. I mean, for the YouTube videos also are very helpful. I don't know how many people know about the the Maple Seed YouTube channel, but we we spent I guess the first year kind of every anytime a question would come up, we'll let's put a video out and and answer that question. So the channel's out there. Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean for for the CRPS match, uh, you sent out two emails. I know there was one that you sent out that was really we, big. Yeah, it had the we, matchbook in there. Yep. Um, that had a, a whole bunch of stuff and going through the matchbook, uh, made me realize how unprepared I am for that match as well. <laughs> and here's the part. Okay. So I've, I, 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 I got out 
this last weekend and I yeah. shot out to 300 yards. But uh, am I sighting in at 50 yards or 50 meters? That makes a difference. Yeah, uh, it does. I think it's 50 yards. I think it's 50 yards. Uh, and then um, I didn't shoot at 320. I didn't shoot at 280. I didn't shoot at 220. I didn't do any of that yeah. stuff in between. I did 300, 200, 150. Right. And I'm gonna and have you, don't, you don't you don't have to shoot the interim ranges. I think the key thing is mm. to have a reasonable amount of confidence that your dope is is on right, the plus or minus that your ballistic trajectory is at least confirmed at at set distances. So CRPS is the hardest. I mean, it's it's brand, it's not brand new, but it, there's not a lot of experienced shooters that can you can draw from. Mm-hmm. So you you we're trying to apply a lot of the the center fire PRS knowledge to to the t- twenty two. But the issue with the 22 is that the ballistic coefficient changes by lot. That's the interesting thing. So yeah. Ely, Ely has a, a, a lot analyzer that they run batches through. So you can actually enter the batch number of your uh, of your ammo, and it'll tell you what the BC is of that particular lot, which is interesting. So what works one day might not work the next day, depending on if it's a different box or not. So that's that's the other thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was using Strelock and I, I couldn't figure out why my numbers weren't lining up to reality mm-hmm. until today I was looking at it and I was, I was trying to figure out, okay, yeah, I need, it says this, but I needed that. And then I looked and it had the weather set for minus 14 Fahrenheit, okay, which was not the weather I right, was shooting right, right. in. And yeah. the humidity, the, everything was, else was wrong too. The humidity was yeah. wrong and the pressure was wrong. And uh, I punched those in and now I'm getting very different numbers. And there you go. that three to five MOA difference at 300. It's you huge. Know, yeah, it's, it's, huge. It's, it's a missed target. Yeah. 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 I guess so, so. So how did you, did you start up before you got the course fire and then kind of reap? How did, how did you approach planning for, for a CRPS match? Uh, well, I didn't have the course of fire before. Okay. Um, I wanted to shoot long. So at 200, we had uh, uh, some of those spinner targets. About, uh, mm-hmm. The paddles are about yay big. We put those okay. at 200. Okay. And with appropriate dope, yeah, yeah we can hit, you can hit those every time. Um, even in the wind. Like we had a, at, uh, at 200, the one day, it was like about a four MOA mm-hmm. um, uh, correction just okay. from wind. Yeah. Um, which at 300 translated to about, uh, uh, you know, six to eight. Yeah. Uh, and then the other day it was a little bit more windy and at 300, I had a 10 MOA okay. hold, which in the scope looks massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a way over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm aiming. I'm aiming yeah. over here, but the bullet's actually hitting yeah. over yeah. there. It, it, it's, it's funny. It, you're curving the bullet now. I hope yeah. it's not. No, now you shot Saturday. that, you shot that prone. Uh, benched, benched, benched. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I yeah, wanted, I wanted the gun to be like, I know I can shoot from a variety of different positions. Yeah. In three gun. We shoot a lot of VTAC, a lot of off the roof, a lot of weird stuff. So yeah. I'm okay with the positions more than I'm okay with. Do I know the dope of my rifle? Okay. Do I know go. the correct, um, that's uh, dialing and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, and that's what we, we recommend. I mean, so not everyone can shoot in different positions. Some ranges restrict you to bench shooting only. But if you can shoot from the prone and the bench, it's important to see if there is a difference because the gun does get loaded differently. And if you're putting a bipod on and, and no bag and different factors will cause that that rifle to react differently. And your and your your cheek rest and your cheek weld is different as well. Mm-hmm. So that's got an effect potentially. So it's important for people to understand. Again, this is like this is the other end of of CRPS. Most people would just say, "Come out and shoot." If you've never shot one before, bring your rifle, reliable ammo, 
uh, understand roughly the the concepts of ballistics and and listen to the people shooting ahead of you or or find a buddy you know get a mentor yeah given that i haven't shot long range uh from anything other than the bench uh, you're not helping my confidence here rick this is uh this is destroying my confidence <laughs> but, but you'll, you'll, you'll be in with 90 percent of the people out there right yeah you'll be okay with 90% well then of the people that's and that's the whole thing because this is uh, arguably you know just, it's an infancy right this is this yeah. is something new and it's interesting you know it's, it's such you know so i had to I had to prep for for an event. I had to load a hundred rounds this week. I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I don't do this on a regular basis," you know, because those hours, you know, whereas with CRPS or our Outlaw series, it's, "Oh, I'm just going to bring this box and stick it in the bag, and I'm ready to go." Yeah, so, yeah, that yeah. part's easier. But I don't yeah. know how my rifle's going to react to running it off a bipod. Hmm. It should mm. be fine. It's bedded. It's a heavy stock. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll be, be fine. solid. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be solid. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, so so getting getting dope if you can at, at, at longer ranges is 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 key to at least confidence, so you know and you can see what your zero is. Yeah, at, at the wind holdover was really interesting as well. Yeah. Like I didn't have my anemometer on the weekend, and I wish I had because yeah. it would be really interesting to know. Okay, this is what this wind feels like. This is what the anemometer right. uh, measures, and therefore I need to like the the, the program will have it, but to do yeah. it in real life is. Uh, a bit of a confidence booster as well. And you might be able to know in the instance of, of the wind picks up and you're yeah. shooting and the bullets aren't hitting the target. How much do you go? Exactly. Are you going to go a little bit? Are you going to go a lot? How yeah. many rounds are you going to need to, to finally make impact out there? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the, you know, and you've got two minutes to make all those decisions. And, you know, they always say never miss the same way twice. Right. So, so just like, randomly. so if you're holding, never yet, yeah, if you miss, yeah. don't hold in the same spot. Cause you know, you're likely going to try different things, stuff. Try different something. Try shooting yeah. with off one leg, and then <laughs> <laughs> just something else. Just something more else. pressure, less pressure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, load oh, the bipod up. Don't load the bipod yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, and there's the, you can go nuts, but you know at least it's it's there's a, there's a minimum amount of of, uh, of uh, I guess variables you can play with there because you got two minutes, right? You're likely going to yeah. stay within a certain variable. Well, so. I, I have a 10 round mag. I had to buy a rifle for it, but I have a 10 round mag for this thing. <laughs> what, what are you shooting now? Are you, are that, you taking the Norinko? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking nice. the Norinko out there. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, uh, a Norinko won the action uh, rifle rimfire match at uh, Mission last month. Oh, really? Overall, yeah. yeah. Was it a 522? I think it was a 522. Derek, Derek Lee, I think. That's, I believe. I believe that's what he shot. If memory serves, so I'm a little, disgusting. I'm a little lagged and uh, travel tired. So. Look, do you know? Forget you know me. You know me. pistols win Ipsic matches. Zero. That's right. <laughs> Trick question. They don't. But how many, how many have actually used them in matches? Plenty. Lots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's more. I think with Ipsic, you need to. Uh, is it? Is that the difference? No, oh. I'm actually kidding. Mm. I'm sure Ipsic matches are one with with Norinco pistols. Not often oh, for the well, amount of them out there. Not often. We don't. I don't see many. In, uh, I, I, mean, I think the other problem there is Adriel that people who are buying Norinco pistols may not um, have the budget to shoot Ipsic. Some do. Some yeah. choose the the Norinco just because. But I think Norinco is pretty much an entry level pistol. Um, but those MP29s, like yours, you tell me you wouldn't shoot that in a match, Adriel? I did shoot it in a match. There you go. <laughs> did you win? No. Mm, All right, moving on. Did I? No. I may have a three-gun match. Um, I don't know. But the, that Norinko bolt action is pretty accurate. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing. accurate. 
Yeah. How much work? How much work do you have to put into those to, to get it accurate? I is it good out of the box or or some, his was some yeah assembly required? Mm, I, so I I did the trigger on it. The doing the trigger makes a a, a really big difference, right, and right. having like a really nice crisp light trigger is really nice for uh for for long range and where you yes. need the gun to go boom every time you you're thinking about it without moving too much. Um, I, is it within is it within the scope of a a, a normal hobbyist? yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Okay. Uh, so someone with some me- me- mechanical skill yeah, yeah i okay. bedded uh mine and i relieved the barrel channel uh which is not super required i put yeah. um pillars in mine as well okay. um also not not required yeah. but i you just want, wanted while you're there. Yeah, yeah. yeah while i'm in there messing it up and putting um uh peanut butter epoxy all over the inside of that thing i might as well throw some uh some curtain rod uh uh screws in there right <laughs> i think what is that what they're for no there's a uh, lamp those lamp screws oh, there, yeah, yeah, the yeah, hollow yeah. screws there you screw it into the wood and and then when you what your action screw when you put it back on you know when you're at you're at it yeah, there's no compression it. of the there's wood no it's just yeah yeah it just cr- crushes stops. that steel and stops yeah nice um i'm trying to think of anything else i did i did do a bit of polishing on the bolt which anyone could do it's just it's yeah. very um uh overly tight action from okay. from the factory you could just shoot it a bunch if you want to um yeah like a, nothing... a metal polish or you didn't or fine sandpaper uh metal polish yeah okay. just just very light stuff on okay. it just because it was um rough they're yeah. rough just in case folks out there are trying to emulate the uh, the winning ways of <laughs> of, of turning the 200 dollars uh, norinko those aren't 200 dollars anymore eh they're, no, they're selling no. for like five because people dollars. people know their accuracy potential or their accuracy uh, inherent accuracy in yeah. that. I, you know, if if they were five hundred dollars today, I would probably get a CZ. I'd probably get well, a CZ instead. Here's a question: So, if you had that or a Savage Mark to farm it, it Narinko, yeah, I would, really? I would pick the Narinko over a Savage Mark too. Well, no, what, what what would be why why I guess what what, what would swing that vote? Just uh, is it just a better action? It? The action is trigger? super tight lockup, and the trigger <laughs> is really great on it too. Okay. Yeah, this the Savage Mark IIs have a nice trigger, but the action is not as tight as that Narinko. Okay, gotcha. you can you can run the bolt side by side, and you'd be like, nope, that one's a pain in the butt to run, but it's super yeah. solid. There you yeah. go. I mean, Savage Mark II is like the most popular rifle in the series. Yeah, so yeah, so it's interesting. And I think like this is all theoretical accuracy and it's not applicable accuracy. I think applicable is like shooting off a barricade, shooting yeah. off the ground. It's, it's more the shooter than it is the equipment. Yeah. So I think the rifle, um, I, it wouldn't make no difference to me shooting a Mark two or a, a five twenty two okay. or a CZ or an Anschutz. They're all going to give me the same result. It's okay. more me. I think, I think it's going to be, yeah. It just feels like a, a better gun. Even the results are the same. It still feel you'd rather run the Norinko than the Savage. Yeah, it's got a heavy cool. stock. It's got a heavy barrel, heavy um, hammer forged barrel. Oh, on that it. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what drew my attention. What is that rifle? You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the barrel's cool. The red, the, cool. the whole thing, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a fun day. I think. Yeah, it'll be a fun day. So, have you, have you been doing any barricade practicing? I do three gun. We do that every single time. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think, so, uh, I think I've so got that. should that. translate well. Yeah. 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 And now it's not a strong suit of mine. I think there's other shooters at my three gun club who do barricade and rifle better than I do. Um, a lot better than I do. Yeah. So I could always use practice. I, you know what? One thing I did do is I watched some, uh, NRL 22 shoots on YouTube. 
and I saw, I saw different ways that people would brace up. And, yeah. uh, uh, that was really interesting. There's a couple of things yeah. that I, that I picked, picked out of there where it was like, Oh yeah. Bone on bone. And then the thing, okay, I get it that. Okay. When you're shooting this way, you want to put your left foot right. foot forward instead of your right, because what you normally you'd want to do your right foot, but in fact you need your left. So there's a couple of things that were not intuitive that I'm, I'm glad I watched those videos. Now, whether I put them in practice or not, <laughs> yeah, you without you know just with having the theory and not the the actual practice yeah. uh, uh i may not be able to but uh we'll find out i saw some interesting similar videos where they the, i think the video premise was how would you run that stage where you'd you'd play the stage and then, then you'd mm-hmm. hear the commentary of what would you do you know i think um we had a couple of uh, crps competitors kevin needswitz and uh donna bullerice they started up a podcast where they um they they did a stage-by-stage review of how each of them shot the stage. Mm-hmm. It was interesting coming from the match director's perspective to hear how they approached it and how how they uh, what their strategy was. Is this a podcast in Canada? It's it's a French it's a French language podcast. Oh yeah. man, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, do I that. Think, I think they were they were talking about doing a, a an English version of of a, an episode or two. Mm. Yeah. You know what we but should was, do? We should record me shooting it, and then you can voice over all the ways I suck, and then we can put that up. <laughs> Here, Adriel's trying to. Uh, wow, this is this yeah, is, this yeah, is gonna this is gonna yeah. go terribly for him. Watch I, not, this. Yeah, I'm not sure how this is. I'm not sure what he's doing right now, but let's just watch. <laughs> yeah, see, he's missing. He's yeah. dialing the wrong way right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually gonna miss again here. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll just have a what mistakes did he made counter like. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a fun, a fun bit of content. I'd, I'd yeah, yeah. 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 We can try and shoot some content tomorrow. I've got my, yeah. uh, I got my camera back from warranty repair. I've got one Sweet. of those uh, DJI Osmo Pockets. It's a, uh, it's a gimbal handheld gimbal camera. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's about the size of a small flashlight. Nice, nice. I got a new, uh, I got a new phone camera too. Oh, uh, nice. So yeah, maybe we'll get some slow mo or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You can't really use drones at Chaz because because no. we got some like high voltage okay. lines that drive by right. and uh, all the drones don't work. So oh, really, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's hard okay. to uh, hard to do that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, it'd be cool to get some footage and uh, and kind of show people what it's about because yeah. until you've seen a match, it's kind yeah. of hard to get the idea of yeah. oh, it's just like long range twenty two. But once you see a match, it's like oh, it's positional shooting. Yeah, it's positional shooting with a whole bunch of weird positions, bags, bipod, and stuff this is stuff and stuff. this is why like when you see prs competitions you start to figure out oh this is why they get the aluminum skeletonized stocks and all yeah. and the adjustable this and adjustable that it's yeah. for this kind of shooting because yeah. like those are are terrible to, to take hunting or something like that and they're they they do not really make it that much of a difference off of a bench but as soon as you start doing all sorts of weird yeah. positional stuff yeah definitely once you find that balance point it just just stays there yeah yeah exactly yeah. Huh. So we've got uh, maple seed tomorrow. Yes. And we've got a it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a windy one. It's a good thing we're only shooting 25 meters. Oh, is it going to be windy tomorrow and on Saturday? I heard I heard 30 kilometer gusting of 47 kilometers tomorrow. Woo. Yeah. That's uh we'll be oh, and then hopefully. eight. Eight on Saturday. Nice. I don't want to I don't want to have to hold off a nice. bunch. I'm not confident enough in my wind calls. Nice. That's good. <laughs> is that it? Just 8 kilometers? For Saturday yet? Uh, is, that, is that typically a steady wind at Chess? It's not. It's not uh, a twitchy. No, it's not, not really super twitchy. Well, we'll find. We'll find out. Yeah, eight's not that bad, anyways. No, that's good. Eight, eight with gusts at twelve. Okay, but that's... tomorrow is tomorrow's thirty-two with forty-eight. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna have to double staple things. Yeah. That's that's gonna peel paper off off backers, I think. Cool. So yeah. So um, you've you've probably seen a bunch of first time competitors. Uh, mm -hmm. What am I going to disastrously mess up at my first match that I shouldn't do? Because I, 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 if you were coming to your first three gun yeah. match, I would tell you, hey, on your shotgun, you got to keep your face low. And if you yeah. don't, eventually you're going to start shooting. Your face is going to come high, and you're going to start missing over the target. So you okay. tell tell me what the what the secret is on the maple seed thing that the newbies get wrong that I'm going to get wrong tomorrow that I can maybe correct first at maple seed. So maple seed. So it's it's always positional. So it's that flat platform hand because if you're gripping the 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 the, the stock. Rick, I have to interrupt now. Yeah. I understand what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you? I do. <laughs> okay. But I, I just want you to make it clear for the listeners. Yes. I want you to speak to the listeners. Yes. Not that bastard co-host of mine with the highest score of any of us. <laughs> Don't tell him nothing. Yep. He knows it all. I would yep. like you to address this information to the listeners because gotcha. he already knows. It's not about yeah. us. It's about the listeners. Perfect, yeah. But so just please, yeah. if you so, would, so for me. If, if, if we go in, so the fundamentals, the, the, what is the core principle of, of what maple seed is wrapped around? It's about building a solid, stable repeatable position no matter what position you're shooting whether it's standing seated kneeling or prone there's there's a checklist that we go through that leads to a uh, a stable consistent position and, and it's really just physics it's managing recoil return so that when the when the bullet fires the the, the direction of travel is straight back and then straight forward and that's it without deviation so the first thing we look at from a positional aspect is how are you interfacing with a rifle from just a, you know, if you if you put put a rifle on a carriage or cannon on a carriage, right? When you fired it, it, it goes straight back. But if but if it's resting against a tree trunk and it fires, it could deflect, right? So I haven't, shot, I haven't shot enough cannons to, to there know you go. Well, maybe to maybe comment, tomorrow. Maybe fix tomorrow. yourself. <laughs> but but again, so if you if you grab the the forend of the rifle, I don't know what the flinch response is, and I don't know how much tension you're putting on or what twist you're putting on. But also, some people are using that grip to move the rifle onto the target, which is a no-no, right? The, mm. the, that whole natural point of aim. And that's kind of one of the things. So if you have a flat hand where the, the, the rifle is just resting on it, then you can't be inducing any additional forces on it. So it's most likely to be, it's, it's, it's more likely to be in a neutral state. And then it goes into the sling position, which is part of it, which pulls the rifle straight back into your shoulder pocket if you're using the sling correctly, right? So it's just transmitting the force straight back and then straight forward. And if I just do the maple seed stuff at the CRPS thing, I'll win, right? Correct. That okay. stage. That's yeah. why you yeah. learn maple seed before PRS, man. They didn't come up with PRS, then maple seed. Come on. <laughs> Fundamentals of marksmanship stage. first, then apply it under uh, tournament conditions. There you go. Stage one is uh, positional perfection. So it's a, stand, a standing, kneeling, or kneeling? Prone kneeling. stage. Standing, yep. so kneeling, we're, we're engaging IPSEC targets at 100, 200, and 300, but it's one third, two thirds zipsec and a full zipsec at uh, one, two, and 300 meters. So that's, I think that's pretty. Does zipsec know reasonable. you're using their targets? Uh, maybe. Have you paid some kind of sanctioning fee or gotten permission? Probably. Oh, we have we have people we, we have people on top of that. Oh, good, because yeah. otherwise you could get sued. Just yeah, saying. That's true. <laughs> So that's, that's, the, that's the rough thing of, of that. So that's the first thing you look for when you're, when you're walking the line. And then the second thing is trigger, slapping the trigger. 
it's mm. the it's the it's the hardest thing to break and it's the first one that that people fall back into well i haven't really liked trouble. trigger so it doesn't matter i can slap his slap away and there it's you fine go. slap yes. it like a redheaded stepchild <laughs> now, now if you if you didn't slap it you would probably got a 247 or 248 oh you got a 247 and beat that guy doing? on on facebook that's that's bragging about his 246 against my crappy 244 Ugh. who's got a 246 some guy Corey, on facebook Corey, got Corey one Johnson. this year Corey johnson where's mm-hmm. he from uh, Woodview, Ontario. So that is that is so Corey Johnson. That's 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 where the Corey Johnson, the Johnson ranches. We have two or three maple seeds there. Like we have two maple seeds there every year, typically. I feel like he's been practicing. He's been practicing. He's been practicing. Might he have an well. area for that. Yeah, he did yeah. well. He didn't yeah. do it. With, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll pull us back to Kelly's email because she emailed in here. Uh, hey, Adriel, Trevor, and Rick, question for you all to uh, discuss. What's more impressive? Corey you scored a 247 on a Maple Seed MQT with his tricked out semi 22 at uh, 10, 1022, or Adriel, who scored a 244 with his Norinco Bolt. Discuss. Or Trevor, forgetting everything we talked about and being the first ever rage quit. Thanks for the great show and good luck tomorrow at Chaz. Okay, one. Kelly's thanking us for the show and she, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's Kelly, man. Uh, one. How could I remember anything when it was like 1.30 in the morning and we were liquored to the eyeballs? Two, there was no instruction the next day. It was part of a bigger thing. So it was just get out there and do it. So there's nothing impressive about being the first to rage quit a maple seed that wasn't really a maple seed. So scratch that off the list. Well, I guess I guess in, in, if we want to step back and look at it, it's the first rage quit ever. Only. <laughs> the first time someone walked away yeah. from shooting 22s. They're like, nope. Yeah. I've seen it on golf courses. I didn't think I'd see it <laughs> in an MQT. <laughs> well, you're now. What's more impressive? A guy shooting a tricked out 1022 and getting a 240, what was it? Six or seven? Seven. Yeah. seven. 247. Seven. So those, that, those, for me, that's those three numbers. Points, that's three points off of perfect. Yeah. yeah. But it still is not as impressive as doing it with a bolt action. Doing I don't it with know. Bolt I, th- I think it's hard enough, but doing it with a Norinco? Come so, on. So there, there is. So I will give you that there is more at work when you have to get back on target and get your natural point of aim with a bolt for sure yeah you got to reacquire sure. it every time yeah, what's sure. easier than just laying yeah. on your gut and breathing but but everyone does that but right. not everyone gets a 246 so there's right yeah, yeah. so so adriel's 246 is so much 244 is so much more impressive because he had to so it was a time constraint of working the bolt and then every time you work the bolt, you lose your natural point of aim. You have to reacquire it. I mean, the only ones that that come, there. comes up on the, the first standing one, because I had to do a mag change in addition to running the bolt. That one um, is a little bit tough, but the standing to sitting one is the one is the hardest one to um, get your shots off with a bolt yeah, action. Yeah, that one's that one's tough because basically like with that one, I'm sitting down, I'm getting slung up. And I'm shooting and breathing and shooting and breathing and reloading. And that one, that one was the only one where yeah. uh, every single time I would finish, it would be like three seconds. And then that would be the beep. So here's so right if, to the line. So the key thing here is if you want to be a great service life rifle competitor, just do maple seeds all the time. You just hammer that. It's great for that. Mm-hmm. Cause you, cause you actually, when, when you, after, if you do it enough, your, uh, your natural alignment, when you get on the line and address the target, you're already almost a natural point of aim. And the rest kind of just locks into place. It's beauty when it works. Sweet. Great for shooting gophers yeah. too. Great for shooting Heck gophers. Yeah. Do a lot of that. Yeah, so yeah. maple seed should be good. So they, so it's it's flat hands, elbows under the rifle. Elbows under the rifle is huge. Uh, and uh, trigger slapping. Those are the three that we always focus on. 
yeah, you know, the, the elbows under the rifle wasn't something I started with um, before doing the maple seeds. I would kind of keep them mm-hmm. out, out a little like bit to the side a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. just because it, it works, feels it, it, more natural. It works with a sling. If you don't have a sling, it's different. Mm-hmm. The sling, the sling is a key part of that tensioning device, and that elbow under the rifle is is that fence post, right? Because oh, primarily, primarily the word, though. yeah, it depends. It seems to work for people. I like the fence post analogy. I've shot uh, many a deer from a fence post as yeah. my uh, as my rest. That's a <laughs> super common thing out here in Alberta. Yeah. Let's find and a fence post. <laughs> Block your a rifle stand, on a there. Standing up one, not a leaning tree, right? You wouldn't shoot off a leaning tree. So why would you shoot off a leaning elbow, right, or mm. leaning forearm? So those are the three. And you're going to see it. And interesting is as the day goes on, as people get more tired, you could just see it slowly creeping back to the, the first time they got on the line in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. Awesome. Well, I think that was a, a nice meandering uh, main topic that went all over the place, which is uh, about, <laughs> about on speed for our show. Uh, <laughs> did you just want to stick around while we, uh, while we wrap up here? Yeah. If you don't mind. All right. Um, I think, wait, uh, Trevor, you don't have a YouTube open, do you? I do. I do. Oh, you do? Oh. I do. Oh, could you pull us some uh, questions and comments from there? Yeah, for sure. So um, we got a hello. We got anybody home. Marcel Boudreau uh, popped in and left like in four minutes. So that's Fusilier. He's the guy who um, posted the picture last week of the cardboard gopher that you put the clay pigeon in. Hmm. Did you see these? They're laser cut in cardboard and there's a little like base on them that you stake to the ground at your range and they hold a clay pigeon. I f- where were you? I didn't hear about these. Those, those be great for our, uh, our, our youth maple seeds. Heck yeah. Anyway, he hooked my ass up when I got to the match last weekend, there was a bag waiting for me with the match director. Uh, and there's a, bunch of stuff in there and some little exploding targets to put in the middle like i don't have gophers adriel so this will get me by like i'll take my 17 out zero at 100 and i'll put these suckers all the way up to 300 and, and get my dope figure out how high i have to hold and stuff because mm-hmm. i've got uh on my cz i've got a ballistic reticle right so i want to see what works um jeremy says evening nice maple seed shirt from merc Apples. Uh, yeah. Derek Merriweather wants to know: Are you playing the reverse what ifs? And we were. Uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> Chris Nichols, <laughs> match director from the Mirror Machine, awesome guy. He was in the RO class. Uh, he was the one that was trying to, like, he didn't have the time or the crayons to explain this whole disappearing target thing to me. Like, I just wasn't getting it. Uh, glad to see she didn't put you down. He's talking in reference to the stunt I pulled on Christina this morning by swapping her hard-boiled egg for a raw egg. <laughs> and Marcel was back. Brad B says, good evening. Jeremy V, I've got my week yesterday. Yay. WK180. He got his WK. Oh, there you go. I got my WK yesterday. Uh, Stacy was bored. She misses Kelly. Um, Kelly was out shopping, of course. Rick, this is from Brad from Halifax. He wanted to know if you would be coming to the Maple Seed in Halifax. I told him, unfortunately, you wouldn't be making it. And uh, Doug, so this Doug guy, he posted on my Facebook, at first I didn't know you, then I knew you and didn't like you, then I liked you, then I didn't like you, now I like you again. So that was, yeah, that was kind of interesting. He says, uh, just came back, hi, Rick, see you in drum and the hat. And then finally we got... I put my Tonka truck on the fence post and shot it. That's what you do with your toys. I shot all my GI Joes. Yeah. Oh man. man, I did too. 
Yeah, a lot I of completely people. like ignored that memory, but I totally shot my GI Joes with the Pelican. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. With a Pelican in my backyard, um, I'm happy I was able to bring that repressed memory back for you, Adriel. <clears throat> I set them all up like they were in war, and then I sniped them, set them all <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it for the YouTube's feedback. Cool. Uh, podcast reviews. We don't have any this week, but if you'd like to head on over to the podcast app that you use and give us a review. The common one everyone talks about is iTunes, but we understand that iTunes sucks. So if you don't like iTunes, uh, find another one that lets you review us on air. Yes. Shout outs, Trevor. Uh, well, to Fusilier, I just, I just gave it to him there in the, um, in the YouTubes. So thanks again for that stuff. <clears throat> I will uh, get video and pictures and stuff when I get out and start playing with that. Those cool targets. Sweet. Uh, Rick, any shout outs? Uh, I can't think of any All right. right now. Probably because you flew in from out east. Yeah, it's morning. been a crazy couple of days Shower prepping out. for, yeah, 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 yep. a lot of short night. Uh, Patreon, if you'd like to head on over to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio and uh, sign up over there, we will send you a patch. Someone emailed us a day or two ago or something like that, and they're an old listener and they've been supporting us for a while and they want the new patch. If you have been supporting us for a while and you want a copy of the new patch, email us and we'll send you one. Um, for those of you who aren't supporting us, uh, please support, support us. us. It helps, yeah, helps to pay for hosting and uh, for the limo. Us, the limo, the helicopter was uh, a big part in uh, Patreon. The uh, hourly rate on a helicopter is not cheap, folks. No, and the, the things you don't think about are like repairs. You got to house it somewhere. You can't just like park it in your backyard. People, I believe it's called a hangar. Yeah, hangar. That's that's the house for the helicopter. And when yeah. we're in there, we're hanging around the chopper because mm-hmm. we'd be punny correct um yes yeah, so sign us sign up on patreon and support us there so we can buy helicopters uh plural and uh you also get a patch and once in a while we do uh patreon specific oh, damn we didn't do april did we uh we'll do we'll do another one in may here i feel like we're not doing april's tonight are we no no we're gonna have to do two in may yeah that's cool mm. Or we can always do some uh, some special uh, special footage or something other something else for them. Something something, something, something. that doesn't suck. Something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, we mm-hmm. are no promises. No problem. Yeah. No, I promise. Yeah. We are a professional podcast, and we will get this right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, finally, you can also support the show by visiting our website and clicking on the links for Cabela's. If you uh, are going to buy something from them anyways, and you click on that link, Cabela's like, "Oh, Slipfire sent us some business." Did you? No, like, did you actually? Did you actually shout out Bear Smith here for 303? Uh, that was last week. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I think it was last week. Did yeah, you that? Nope. Look at the date. My bad. Carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to help us out uh, and you don't want to do Patreon or are already doing Patreon and you're going to buy something from Cabela's, go to our website, click on the little thing for Cabela's there, and then Cabela's will think that we sent them that business and then they'll kick back like a little bit of extra cash back on the purchase back to us. Yay uh join our firearms associations such as the ccfr check us out on gun owners of canada and like us on facebook see you all next week good night say good night rick good night rick so if you have any comments or questions for the show please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com now go grab a gun and shoot something when the talking is over Time to get a gun